Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ. Living Orthodoxy is the parish podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. This is the day which the Lord has made. We are celebrating such a beautiful feast today. And it's easy for us to lose sight of the love and the holiness that God has infused into the world. When we hear the word world in St. Paul's writings, we hear it in a negative term, the fallen world. And we have to also remember that the fallen world is dangerous. It's deceptive. It can be destructive in our lives. But the world is a beautiful place. God created it to be beautiful. And we are blessed to be passing through this world, pilgrims, sojourners, on the way to a place that is more beautiful. And we have a good example of that in Father James's recent pilgrimage to Romania and Moldova. And Father, I'm glad, we're all glad you made it back safely. We have a good example of this in Father Dennis's upcoming pilgrimage and missionary journey to Albania. God be with you, Father. And I made my own little pilgrimage for a couple days last week. St. Paul says that we are pressed down upon but not crushed. And sometimes when I feel that spiritual warfare the most, I need to head to the hills, to the Poconos, and I went to St. Tikhon's uh, monastery, which is a beautiful place. If you haven't been there, I hope you will go this, this year, before Pentecost 2020, go to St. Tikhon's. They have a guest house for families, they have a guest house for single men, there's hotels nearby. It's a beautiful place, a place where saints have walked. And I was thankful when I was there. I really felt like I wanted to ask for the relic of St. Alexis Toth. And I didn't, I didn't ask. I didn't ever get to talk to the abbot. But I had lunch with the dean of the seminary. And he said, Father, do you want a, a relic of St. Alexis Toth? I said, yes. I've been wanting one for 10 years. And there he was. He pulled it out of his pocket and gave it to me. And we venerated it last night after Vespers, and um, we'll be bringing out all the relics again and again over the months and years. As a reminder that this world is a place of pilgrimage, passing through, and that there is holiness, there is life and love in this world. So to turn to Pentecost more seriously now, to call this a poem is an overstatement. I think the word for hastily written verse is doggerel. Is that how you pronounce that, doggerel? I think this is doggerel at best. But it kind of sets the chart 
hopefully will remind you what this sermon was about. History, mystery, us. Loved de Trinitas. Created yet slipped off the ledge and sealed with heavenly pledge. History, mystery, us. Forgive me for such a silly thing. History, mystery, us. These are the points of the, the sermon this morning. The historical character of this feast is easy for us to forget about, but it's very helpful for us to remember. In the Old Testament, the Feast of Pentecost was called the Feast of Weeks because it was seven times seven, a week of weeks after the Holy Passover, Pascha. And it came in the early summer, late spring, and therefore it took on the, the character of a first fruits harvest festival. The people were encouraged in remembering the giving of the law after the Passover, roughly 50 days after leaving Egypt, Moses went up to the mountain and received the law. Celebrating the giving of the law required every man of the Hebrew faith was required to make pilgrimage. Remember, we're pilgrims just passing through. Make pilgrimage to the temple and present himself for the Feast of Pentecost. That feast was just a shadow. The law, as wonderful as it is, and it is wonderful and we need to bathe ourselves in God's law, is just a shadow of the Holy Spirit. Some people think that the feasts of the Old Covenant have been done away with because Christ has come and has fulfilled everything. But they forget our Lord's careful words, I did not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill it. And it's, it's not a coincidence that our Lord died at Passover and became the Paschal Passover lamb. And it's not a coincidence that our Lord, after his ascent to heaven, waited for the Feast of Pentecost to send the Holy Spirit. The church is not wrong to celebrate the feasts. There are some in the, in the Christian world that say that. We have the mind of Christ who celebrated the feasts. We have the mind of the apostles who continued that celebration. And we have the mind of the fathers who built upon that beautiful foundation. This question of Old Testament and New Testament typology is very important for us to understand. The Holy Spirit is to the law like electricity is to the power cord. We have to have the law, but without the Holy Spirit, the law is a dead end. It's a minister of death, St. Paul said. We have to have the power cord, 
But without electricity, the power cord is nothing. We just trip on it. This typology is very, very important. And we can't forget that. We can't forget that especially because our Lord Jesus Christ is our typos. He is the archetype of humanity. And we know that he came in order to remake us. Created yet slipped off the ledge, sealed with heavenly pledge. So the typology looks backwards, but it also shines its light on us. With this notion of the Feast of First Fruits in mind, I want to pause for a minute and ask you, do you give God your first fruits? And I don't just mean financially. Do you give him your best? When you wake up in the morning, do you first deal with your phone? Do you first deal with your anxieties, with your to-do list? Or do you run to your icons and say, Lord, help me? Do you give God your best? The tenderness. You know, the first fruits are tender. They're sweet. They're delicate. The farmer rejoices in the first fruits. And do we give God the tenderness of our heart? Do we bring to him the sorrows, the sweetness of our life? So history and mystery. The Holy Spirit is a mysterious person. Throughout church history in the early couple centuries, there was some confusion and division about who the Holy Spirit was. Is he a force? Yes, he's a force, but much more than a force. He is a person, a mysterious person. The person who made it possible for life to exist. In him we live and move and have our being. The person who our Lord sent when he returned to heaven so that we could actually be like Christ. It's impossible for us to be like Christ without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, has demonstrated to us that it's possible to live in a godly way. But it's with the gift of the Holy Spirit that we can actually do that. The Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to believe, makes it possible for us to see our sins. When we see our sins, we should be grateful for that. We shouldn't be depressed. We shouldn't say, woe is me. That's my temptation, to say, woe is me. The conviction that the Holy Spirit brings is a sign that God has not forsaken us. The Holy Spirit gives us prayer and prays in us and helps us say the most beautiful words, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit bolsters our meager attempts at virtue and showers fruitfulness in our gifts. Some have the gift of preaching. Some have the gift of prophecy, of evangelism.
Some have the gift of hospitality or administration. What are your gifts? Are you offering them to God the way you ought to? St. Gregory the Theologian, or St. Basil the Great, in his marvelous work defending the person and the place of the Holy Spirit in the Holy Trinity, says, through the Holy Spirit came our ascension into the kingdom of heaven. Through the Holy Spirit came our return to divine adoption. In him, we are emboldened to call God Father. Through the Holy Spirit, we were counted worthy to become partakers of the grace of Christ, to be children of light, to share in eternal glory, and to receive the fullness of all blessings, both in this world and the world to come. I still remember a Sunday school teacher of mine, not from my youth, but from my ministry in Connecticut. She said, Father, it's all about the Holy Spirit, right? I said, yes, it's all about the Holy Spirit. I remember that conversation etched, it's etched into my mind. She said it so sweetly, so directly, with so much joy. It's all about the Holy Spirit. So history, mystery, us. Are we opening our lives to the Holy Spirit? That's my simple question. Or are we suffocating ourselves, trying to hold our breath, you know, swimming in the depth of sin, holding our breath? We just have to come up for air, the breath of God, the Spirit of God. So may this beautiful, simple, mysterious feast stir in us the joy of knowing our holy history, stir in us the joy of being in the mysteries, and stir in us zeal to live on, alive, fruitful, rising above sin, rising above division, and bringing people together by our truly spiritual, means in the Spirit, our truly spiritual life. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us. Don't forsake us. Amen. For more information about St. Philip Orthodox Church, visit us online at st-philip.net.